This is episode number 244 of the Fearless Presentations podcast, the fastest, easiest way to eliminate public speaking fear. Want to absolutely eliminate public speaking fear? This podcast is the answer. Here's the guy who literally wrote the book on Fearless Presentations, Doug Stannard. Hey everybody, welcome to Fearless Presentations. I'm Doug Stannard, CEO of the Leaders Institute, and my goal is to help you become a fearless and confident speaker and presenter. This week, I'm interviewing Kelsey Greenwood, who is a professional speaker and consultant who just wrote a fascinating paper on five simple ways to overcome stage fright. So if you're experiencing nervousness when you stand up to present, uh, then the tips that she gives can really, really help you, you reduce that nervousness pretty easily, by the way. The first couple are are both kind of mental things that you can do to prepare yourself for the speech before you actually give it. The other three are things that you can do to combat that that stage fright. The episode, by the way, is brought to you by fearlesspresentations.com. So if you're looking for a faster way to reduce public speaking fear or become a more professional speaker, we've got two-day public speaking classes coming up in cities like Phoenix, Houston, Baltimore, San Francisco, Indianapolis, Milwaukee, Orlando, New York, Dallas, and Atlanta. By the way, we have our full schedule of classes back up for the first time since the pandemic. So if I didn't call your city, make sure and go to fearless presentations.com to see the full schedule of classes that we have coming up in the next few months. All right. So let's get on with today's topic. And so welcome to Fearless Presentations. I've got a special guest with me, Kelsey Greenwood. She is a consultant and an instructor. She specializes right now. She specializes in team development, but her background is in communication and leadership. Um, she, her degrees in communication, and and I, if I remember right, Kelsey, your first uh, career was you did the whole startup thing where you were basically doing everything all the time <laughs> that kind of yes thing. So yes exactly away, and then and then eventually you kind of took the leap of faith and started your own consulting practice and and ended up as one of the top coaches at at the leaders institute so thanks a lot for being a part of fearless presentations yeah thanks so much for having me doug i'm excited to be here yeah so um the reason i wanted to have kelsey on is because she just did some some research about stage fright and where it comes from and i wanted to kind of before she kind of gets into the uh, the content of what she came up with and how to overcome stage fright and that kind of thing i wanted to kind of start with a a more kind of simplistic question is like why not, what on earth made you want to focus on writing about stage fright, because a lot of times people see professional speakers, people that, you know, kind of stand up and they are able to captivate, you know, hundreds and hundreds of people or thousands of people in an audience. And they think, oh, that person never gets nervous. And that person has, has it all kind of figured out. So so you pick this as one of your kind of pet topics to to focus on. So what, what, how did that come about? Kind of let, let the folks on the podcast know a little bit about the the background of this and how you ended up focusing on that topic. <laughs> yes, I love this question. So I I think that stage fright is actually something that most of us experience, um, whether or not we're presenting in front of a large audience. I think stage fright is essentially anxiety. And I think we can all agree that at some point in our lives, we've experienced some type of anxious thought loops or worry. Um, so anxiety is something that I actually struggled with on and off in high school and college. And I remember 
when I was in college, I actually took a public speaking class and, um, you know, everybody had to present in front of everybody else. There was no exception. Um, And you would see everybody kind of go through the similar process physically of, you know, the jitters and and the nervousness and the shortness of breath and just kind of little twitches and stuff. And some people would even name it, um, you know, like I'm feeling nervous, but we were all kind of in this together. And, um, you know, I started to observe everybody's bodily response around me and it made me feel a little less alone. And so I was like, Hey, everybody else here is, you know, a human too. So when I started doing public speaking engagements in my career, um, I carried that memory with me and I was like, you know what? I'm standing in this room and yeah, maybe I have a mic, maybe I have a stage, but we're all humans here. You know, we're all just doing our best. Um, so I think that, you know, allowing yourself to be human Um, And allowing yourself to make mistakes is really important. It's not failure. It's always feedback. And so that's kind of why I wanted to share on stage fright, because again, I think it's something that all of us experience in our careers and our relationships in different ways. Like it doesn't necessarily mean that you're standing on a stage presenting, teaching people um, to a large audience. But I think that ultimately when we allow other people to see the human in us, it allows them to see the human in them too. So um, yeah, I think it's something that is really relatable in all different areas of life. Sure. And and just so you guys know, Kelsey wrote a a post about this. She gave really simple five, a five-step process. The first couple of tips that she's going to give us are things that are kind of mental, things that you want to kind of prepare. And then the next three are things that you can actually do. Things, three steps that you can actually do to help you reduce stage fright. Uh, and I'm going to link to that in the show notes. So if you want all the details about what she kind of came up with and why this five-step process really, really works, um, you can go and kind of look at the the notes. So, but let's get into the first one. So step one, you talked about, and this, I love the way that you phrased this because you said that uh, that stage fright in a lot of cases is an illusion. And um, so what I want, I want you to be able to explain that though, because I know there are a lot of people out there listening right now that go, oh, no, it is not. It is totally real. I feel it. It's definitely real. So tell them what you mean by how uh, the stage for that nervousness that you feel is in some cases or in a lot of cases an illusion. Yes. Yes. I love this question and I'll tell you why. Um, stage fright or stage fear is, right. you know, the feeling of fear is what's involved, Right. And fear is like the signal response from your brain of a perceived threat. Now, if, you know, you're in the woods and you're faced with a bear and this fear comes online, yeah, listen to that. It's important. Clearly, there's that's a good, a good, that's a good sign. That's designed to keep you from getting dead, right? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Now, in the instance of this situation of stage fright, stage fear, it's an emotional fear. And so it's important to differentiate that. Um, so there's not, you know, a physical threat in front of you. It's just, you're stepping outside of your comfort zone. You're doing something that your brain is actually unfamiliar with. So to answer your question, um, the feeling of fear being present when you're about to speak on a stage in front of an audience, that is very real. It's very true. Now, the answer to combating that fear is not to gaslight yourself and say, oh no, or avoid it and be like, it's not there. You know, I'm just making it up. Not in that way is it an illusion, but it's an illusion in the sense of technically fear is like this, this story created emotional fear is like this story that we kind of create in our mind. And oftentimes it's like everything that could go wrong. And, you know, all of these possible scenarios that ha- haven't actually happened. Right. Um, 
And something that I've learned actually is according to some brain scientists, it only takes about 90 seconds to fully feel an emotion. And so when you notice that you're feeling scared of something, be it in this situation or anything else applicable in life, if you just acknowledge that it's there because resistance equals persistence. So we want to acknowledge that, okay, there's, you know, I'm feeling fear. There's my heart rates increasing. I'm getting nervous. Um, it's important to just acknowledge it, get curious about it and tell our brain, just kind of have a little conversation that it's actually safe to feel the fear, but it's also safe to still move forward and go into this unknown because that's how we break those barriers of our comfort zone. So I think the question then is, you know, I have this feeling of fear and let me just let it pass through my body. So you just have to slow down, come back to the breath. Um, The fear is real, but feelings aren't facts. So it sounds like what you're actually saying is that a lot of the nervousness that we feel, it's real, but a lot of it is self-inflicted. We're causing it on our, yeah, the sure. things that we're trying to do to get rid of the fear is actually causing us to, to have that fear. So I know that you gave a few tips in the in your post about what uh, what people can do, what the listeners can do to kind of keep that from happening, keep that that um that that over exaggeration of the of the fear or the consequences that could happen from from getting us down or causing us to be more nervous what were some of what were a few of those things that that you do yeah so i think i really like tangible actionable steps that i can take when you know i'm feeling anxious or there's fear coming up or i'm trying something new it's like well what can i practically do you know what can i focus on what can i actually control here and so i like this journal prompt um i love to journal i think it helps like slow down your thoughts just enough to see them on paper and be like oh that's actually what's going through my mind that's interesting it allows you to kind of shift your perspective but it's called fear journaling and so it's a three step process super easy step number 1 start by bragging on yourself you know focus on the good focus on you know give yourself some credit for you actually taking a step out of your comfort zone in the first place That's step number one, brag on yourself. Step number two, write out your fears in full sentences. It's so funny because, you know, the the chatter in the skull, as Alan Watts says, it's, it just goes on repeat and we don't, it probably isn't even finishing sentences, but it's just constantly projecting all of these fears. It's like, we're not even really catching them or, or seeing them. And so when you actually write it out in full sentence, it actually makes you see it and be like, that's actually not that scary. Or it's kind of, you end up looking at it and you're like, that's actually kind of silly. So step number two, write out your fear in full sentence so you can kind of see it on paper. And then step number three, reframe the fear, try and look at it from a different perspective. So a a good place to start from, uh, to reframe this is to ask yourself, what is actually true? Is the fear that I just wrote down in full sentence, is that actually true of what's happening? Has it even happened yet? Or is it just a story that I'm kind of creating in my head? So that's a three-step process that I like to tangibly uh, do in order to break through some fear. So after we realize that a lot of that fear is is an illusion, it's you know it's stuff that we're kind of making up. What else can we do to uh, about what, what else do we need to know anyway about where that fear is coming from? Hmm. So there's this saying that um, I like it. It goes where attention goes, energy flows, and where we're focusing our attention on is often where we're putting most of our energy, thus getting that type of result. And I think more often than not, you know, we're walking around with this pessimistic attitude, which is actually creating the the more misery or the more fear, whatever it is in the experience that we're having, you know, your response to anything is what will determine your outcome. We can't always control the circumstances, but if we, we can control the way we respond to it, 
So I think it's important to just kind of check yourself and be like, you know, what thoughts am I believing? What beliefs am I listening to? You know, what stories are, what's that chatter in my skull again? And then, and it's important to recognize where you can just kind of observe yourself in action and recognize where you may need to shift some beliefs so that it's focusing less on the worry and the worst case scenario, more on what could go right? You know, how paint the picture for yourself. What is the best case scenario for me of how this could turn out? So the the first two steps in your, in your process is you got to kind of get your mind right, because ultimately that's where the fear is coming from. The fear is something that's, that's kind of going on in our head. So once we kind of get our mind right, what are we actually supposed to do to combat that fear because it's still going to be there, right? So what are what's kind of the first step or the third step, I guess, to help us kind of reduce that nervousness? Yeah. So let's get even more tangible here. So we want to create like a rough outline of, you know, brainstorming our key points. What are our thoughts? What do we want to talk about? What's the key driver? What, you know, what does this audience need to hear? Um, and kind of create a plan to practice it. I think it's important to create create a framework of like, okay, you know, Monday through Friday, here's what I'm going to do. Monday, I'm going to outline my speech. Tuesday, I'm going to practice my intro. Wednesday, I'm going to give myself a break. Thursday, I'm going to practice my um, the midsection of my, the, like, the main topics of my speech. And then Friday, I'm going to practice it all together. And so kind of create a framework or a plan for yourself to follow, something that is not overwhelming, something that's broken out so that um, you can practice different parts at different times and also something that allows for breaks. You know, you don't want to be like, okay, let me cram this all into five days straight. You want to take breaks, maybe one, one or two days off. Um, because you don't want to overpractice. You still want to be fluid and natural when you present, but you still want to set yourself up for success and feeling comfortable and, um, in your content that you're delivering. Uh, I, and I know that like in the intro that I gave you, I kind of mentioned, uh, or that you, when you went out as a consultant, you kind of took a, took a leap of faith. And I know that was like one of your tips as well. So it was like sooner or later, you got to take a leap, leap of faith. You may be feeling better and you may be prepared, but, uh, you got to kind of put yourself out there. Right. Yes, totally. I feel like faith is this concept of leaping before the net is there. And it's easier said than done because we are, uh, we are a species that likes to control everything we possibly can. And you don't really cultivate any trust with yourself if you're calculating every step. There are some things in life where I think that in order to cultivate trust with yourself, you have to leap before the, the net is there. You have to throw yourself into the great unknown. Something that you feel called towards, you know, going and giving a speech, that's out of most people's comfort zone. Public speaking is one of the top fears amongst uh, most people. And you know what? Sometimes you got to take a chance and bridge that gap. And it builds a lot of self-trust and that builds confidence and ease as you continue to grow your career in that pathway with public speaking or anything else for that matter. Yeah. So I, I wanted to kind of end on that one because that's the one that a lot of people just don't understand is that um, I want to get rid of my stage fright. I want to get rid of my fear before I actually get on stage. And, <laughs> and in fact, a lot of, you know, kind of what you're saying there is that in order to overcome stage fright, you actually have to first experience stage fright and sometimes mm -hmm. a few times in order to, to kind of fix it there. So thanks a lot for being a part of uh, Fearless Presentations. We'll link, uh, we'll put a link to the sh in the show notes to the uh, blog post so you guys can find out even more details about this step-by-step -step process. Just do that process. You can reduce your nervousness pretty dramatically. So thanks a lot, Kelsey. Thanks, Doug. Have a great one. 
Subscribe to this podcast for new public speaking secrets each week.